This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons, and of course Michael, sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Uh, welcome again to the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. Back with me are the three amigos, Mr. Mello. Mike, how you doing? Uh, pretty darn good, I would nice. say. I'm glad to hear it. It sounds like you're recording from the beach, so I love that. Oh, man. It's the, the concrete beach of Los Angeles. Oh, baby. Yes. That's great. You're, uh, you're not on fire at the moment, are you? No, everyone's actually, that noise you're hearing is uh, people trying to leave the city, but I've decided <laughs> to stay and do this thing. So well, you're welcome. We appreciate your commitment. Thank you very much. You got it. <laughs> All right. Also with us, we have uh, Steve Brown. How's it going, Steve? Good. We'll miss you on future podcasts, Mike. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. <laughs> that, that means a lot. <laughs> uh, and um, we also, with us in a very Halloween mood today, have uh, Greg Brown. How's it going, G? going great best day of the year yeah this is is this your favorite holiday no but i love halloween all right fair enough what is your favorite Getting holiday? spooky today boys <laughs> <laughs> oh great and i believe greg is actually carving a pumpkin as we speak so with a bowl full of candy sitting right next to me yeah have you had any have any of you guys had any uh trick-or-treaters this year one no, we had one we had kid, two, kid, an and, and they are the the first ones we've ever had in the twelve years of living in our house. No kidding. Yeah. So, I don't think they're uh, very excited. I don't think there are kids in Los Angeles. I don't see them. Yeah, I don't think there are either. Yeah. So, I they are the child actors and already doing drugs anyway instead of kids. Hey, whoa! We're not. <laughs> we're not doing that. No, we do, we already did. It's fine. All right, so this week we're talking about uh, week three of the 2001 NFL season where the Colts came to visit, uh, I almost said Gillette Stadium, but it's not Gillette Stadium, it's Foxborough Stadium. Gillette Stadium is still being built in the background. And this is notable because it is Tom Brady's first ever NFL start after Drew Bledsoe's injury. Was it the hit her around the world? Is that what we called it last week? The last episode, and uh, as we talk about, we we kind of put together some Boston Globe articles from before the game and after the game, and pretty much the entire week's worth of sports section from the week up to this was all about nothing but the Bledsoe injury and how they actually decided that Brady was going to be the starter instead of any of the more experienced quarterbacks. I was wondering what you guys thought of that because they actually picked up, um, what's his name? Freeze. What's his first name? Doug or something like that. Was it John? John Freeze. Yeah. Something like that. And they actually, the pages went out and picked him up, but still ended up starting Brady anyway for reasons. I think that were unbeknownst to, at least the Boston sports media at the time, but became relatively evident 
pretty quickly, even in this game. And the Boston sports media is still complaining about Brady. <laughs> this is this is true. Um, I don't think that'll ever stop. But now they're they're complaining that he's gonna leave instead of that he's here. So it's a refreshing difference. <laughs> Bunch of haters. <laughs> Animals. This is, this is true. Do do any of you guys actually get to hear any Boston sports media these days? No. I have to search for it. Yeah, Yeah, I have to search for it. But what I do find, I mean, the national media is intolerable, so I don't know how it is locally. But, I mean, you get the Stephen A. Smith's kind of ranting. You get the Max Kellerman's doing their thing. But I feel like it's tired. You know, they've been doing this for, what, five, six years now? Mm -hmm. And the stuff that they're talking about now with selling homes and, you know, we'll find out, I guess, where this all heads. But it seems like a pretty far reach uh, nowadays. I don't know how it is for you guys. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm I'm still living in it, and it's actually worse here. It feels like Boston sports talk radio, especially, um, and sports Twitter. All of the big names, uh, it feels like they're actively rooting against, not even just the Patriots, but New England sports teams in general. Well, that's why we're doing this, right? To give a fresh perspective of real homerism. That's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, if, if, if you want to break from all that that negativity, this is the place to be. Put on your Patriots footy pajamas and come spend some time in our bedroom yeah. of, of, of Patriots love. I think my girlfriend thinks it's weird how handsome I think he is. There's something wrong with that. No. I mean... Maybe she should be less judgmental. Yeah, a dude recognizing the handsomeness of another dude, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. It's 2019. Especially when he's that handsome. I mean, Tom Brady, it's... He's just, he ages like a fine wine. Long That's true. Brady, long hair Brady, though. Bring that back. All, all I know is I have uh, insider uh, info here. I, I know a gentleman who has dated uh, several women who have been with intimately um, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. So oh, really? I, don't, I can't think of a luckier guy than that. Who is he? Name names. I can't, I can't <laughs> reveal this information. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you bang him who my friend yes <laughs> the uh, that's funny while we're on the topic it's like, it's like an eskimo brother sort of thing right i yeah, of course look i i can't talk about this gentleman i'm sorry <laughs> uh that's because it's him boys it's it's him it is not gentleman. it is not like i said i would be i would be i would feel honored level <laughs> quickly got off track too that that took like, oh, yeah. like 30 seconds <laughs> um it's no but to for the course question, uh andrew yes. um i thought that it could be broken down into two things what you were asking about this game and uh you know the bledsoe situation and also brady i mean the uh the quicker part of it um I do think it's interesting that Brady was chosen considering that Damon Heward was technically ahead of him at the beginning of the season. Yep. And I didn't know that he was a career five and one quarterback at that time. So, yeah. I mean, Belichick was pretty bold to throw in a guy who threw in what, like two or three professional passes before that. Yep. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. I think Brady's stats before this, he had thrown three passes and completed one of them for six yards in a blowout the year before on Thanksgiving against the Lions. Lions. Yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't count the passes he threw when Bledsoe got hurt in the Jets game. He looked pretty good in that game. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I that that's the one thing that stuck out to me, and this was and we'll just start talking about Brady, I guess. Um just how Brady like he looked. I mean, he wasn't as accurate and he wasn't like the results weren't quite there, but he just looked like Tom Brady. He walked in there just looking like he owned the place, like he'd been the starter for twenty years already. Had complete control of the huddle. And then his first play from scrimmage, he ran into a sack. And his first pass attempt, he chucked it 20 yards over the head of what some wide-open receiver. But it was like vintage Brady from the beginning. Yeah, it was also interesting kind of looking back at those articles and seeing how he was because, I mean, now he's sort of, uh, you know, he's earned his confidence, I guess you could say. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but in reading how he spoke, and I guess I kind of remember this a little bit back then, but... It obviously wasn't a thing until maybe years later, but I mean, um, he was pretty confident with the media. He was pretty confident with, with Robert Kraft. And we all know the story about how, you know, he approached Robert Kraft after he drafted him and basically told him that it was the best decision he ever made. Well, that sort of carried through to like the rest of the media. I mean, everything that I read was this guy who was claiming he wasn't nervous. He was ready. He was underestimated. And this was like, even before his first start, so, I, I mean, that was pretty – I don't know if it's impressive or what, but the guy obviously knew who he was. Oh, absolutely. I will say the one difference that I noticed, the biggest difference, was um, how much of a hardo he was on the uh, the snap cadence. Like, he was barking out signals back then. I don't know if that was just like an overcompensation thing, but now, like, he still yells at people, but it's not the same, you know? Like, he mm. just – He's just trying to get the ball in his hands, but back then he was like, or maybe maybe it was just the uh, the audio, the way it was different back then. But it just sounded like he was putting a whole bunch of extra oomph into snapping that football. I mean, that might play into. Um, I also read that uh, he felt like he always did whatever he wanted to do uh, team-wise to get them motivated. But as a backup, you sort of don't have any leverage. So he felt that by being a starter for the first time, people actually would listen to what he was barking out. So it might have played into that. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. That would make a lot of sense. Um, the, the other part of the thing that you, uh, that you had brought up um, that I was referring to was, yeah, the, the Bledsoe injury. But I actually thought it was interesting. And again, I didn't think anything of it back then. But um, there was a – so along with his punctured lung um, and the internal bleeding, um, I guess he might have or might have not blacked out for, you know, a number of seconds and he was concussed. Um, you know, and, and Belichick kind of talked openly about it, which he obviously wouldn't today. But he was talking about how he regretted throwing Drew out there because he wasn't quite himself. And a lot of articles were actually addressing – you know, creating a concussion protocol or something like that. Well, that was obviously years out, but uh, that was pretty interesting to to see and kind of see where Drew was at at that time as well. Yep. Yeah, no, that was, uh, yeah, because that was before the whole, like even before I think concussions were talked about as part of football too. Because um, uh, the, the one thing that I've, noticed about watching these games in general is just how much harder the hits seem and how there's a whole lot more like head contact in all these hits mm. i mean I, I think the defensive star of this game that we'll, we'll get to eventually is um 
Brian Cox, and he was just laying the wood on people. But he, it felt like he was leaving with his head the entire time. And like, just like the defensive receiver thing, not a thing. Oh yeah, just laying out re- receivers. There was uh, one kickoff return where uh, Tabucky Jones basically just clotheslined the the kick returner yes. and got a penalty for it, but was still taunting the entire time. They were like calling the penalty, still like jacked up about it. It was it was like a straight clothesline. Yeah, just straight up, just just caught him right across the neck. Like, oh no, he's beat me. I'll just stick my arm clothesline this guy. It was it was a bit brutal, and and they called it a face mask. I'm like that that wasn't a face mask. He just he just mashed that guy's throat with his forearm. Commentators were uh, like loving it too. Yeah, well, that They're was like, Gus oh, Johnson really setting a tone here. <laughs> <laughs> you see how well, he leads with his head. What a great hit! It's like Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but before we get too far into that, let's, uh, let's talk about the Colts because we probably should have started with that. Um, so this Colts team coming in was two and oh, they had blown the doors off of the dolphins and the bills, I believe. Um, and the week before, like they like put up 40 something points on the, on the bills. They didn't punt the entire game it was, you know, it was your typical Peyton Manning Colts offensive performance. Um, I think their first four or five drives of the half were touchdowns of the first half in the, in that game. So uh, I looked it up, and the Colts were actually favored by eleven and a half in this game. Ooh, coming in, spread. yeah, coming into Foxborough Stadium against a team that actually had a, a Belichick had given Manning trouble in the past, like the year before. I think the the Patriots had beat them once. Um, but this was not the Colts' best year, actually. Uh, this is when they're still in the AFC East. They would finish the season six and ten, even after starting two and zero. Um, and they would finish fourth in the AFC East out of like five teams, I want to say. Yep. Um, and they were one. The 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 AFC East actually sent three teams to the playoffs this year. And they were one of the ones that weren't. It was them and the Bills didn't make it, but it was the Pats, Dolphins, and Jets, all from the AFC East, made the playoffs. Um, here's an interesting morsel for you boys. Uh, you can put this in your little uh, Halloween basket. Uh, the head coach was Jim Mora, who is actually a different Jim Mora than the one who coached the Falcons. I didn't realize there was two of them. Are they related? I yeah, wow, it's candy when you have that. That's what I mean. That's a tasty morsel. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they're related. I, I couldn't I couldn't find anything in the 30 seconds of Googling I did, but I just I got super confused trying to find out which one was which. Yeah, isn't it Jim Mora Jr.? Again, I don't know if there's a relation or not, but I also was very sad in looking over everything and realizing that it was Jim Mora's, the Colts of Jim Mora's last season as a coach, and that guy yeah. was a character. And I miss him dearly. Yeah, he was the who was the playoffs guy. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. Playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> Talk about playoffs. <laughs> and I think well, he followed he, it up with "I just want to win a damn game." So that's yeah, fair. That could have been. Now the they season. would be killed. Yeah, that sounds like it might have been this season because they did finish six and ten and miss the playoffs. Oh, was it this year? It could have been. Oh man, that's great. The other. Um, Coach of note in this game was 
their defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, who you might recognize from um, being a horrendous uh, Flacco-led Broncos team this year. And he is in charge of that dumpster fire. Although they're they're not Flacco-led anymore. They're Flacco-less, right? Because he's out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he just got hurt, so... I'm sure that I'm sure they'll turn it around the second half of the season without. Oh yeah, well John always great at drafting quarterbacks, so this is a done deal. Well, I was, was going to say which which one outlasts who? You know, is it Vic or is it Elway? Uh, I don't think Denver will ever get rid of Elway. That's just on on the name alone. Yeah. Did you see the the story about how he? Uh, had all the boxes checked for drafting Russell Wilson except for the height one, and so he he passed on him. Mm. That's so John Elway. He loves him some big white quarterbacks with massive arms. That's take a bold that take, well. Andy. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk. Uh, so we'll go to the players. Um, I don't know if we can. Uh, can any of you name anybody on the defense? No. For the I Colts? didn't recognize a single guy. The Colts. Yeah. For the Colts. Uh, I recognize one guy. I, I recognize one name, and it was Jeff Burris. And I remembered him as a Buffalo Bill. I didn't even know he played for the Colts. I don't remember him being particularly good. I think I just had his football card growing up. That was literally the only name I recognized, which um, makes a lot of sense when you see how this game ended. Uh, I love the, the talk of the commentators about how the Colts were feeling disrespected because uh, the offense was so good and everybody was talking shit about the the Colts defense. And then the pages came in and just dominated them. Uh, offense had a lot more known names. Obviously, quarterback Peyton Manning. He threw for over 4,000 yards a season and 26 touchdowns, but he also had 23 picks. And I think most of those came against the Patriots. Do, do they count? I'm assuming they don't count uh, pick sixes as touchdowns thrown, right? For, for the quarter, quarterback, Probably no. Correct. Yeah, because, I mean, that would give them an extra couple. I mean, if that was the case, the Dolphins would be, like, leading the league this year. <laughs> uh, I think Fitzpatrick would lead the league every year, the him or Jameis Winston. <laughs> Jameis, definitely Jameis. <laughs> um, and then for wide receivers, they had, obviously, Marvin Harrison, um, who, hang on, where's my note for this? I wrote this down. And I thought it was funny, so I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you over the head with it. Uh, Marvin Harrison was dropping balls in this like he drops bodies. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought that was a good one. Um, and there was also Red- Reggie Wayne was actually on the team. This was his rookie season, but I don't think he caught a ball in this game. At least not one that I noticed. Nah, it was all Jerome. Payton. Yeah, he was in a factor. Yeah, the the yeah Jerome Payton who was leading the leading the team in receptions, which was baffling. Because I don't, I kind of recognize the name, but I don't remember him playing for the Colts for some reason. I do. I feel like he was like once Reggie Wayne came good too. He's like a solid number three guy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but he he didn't have a great game either. Um, well, it's because had... Ryan Cox taking his head off every time he touched the <laughs> ball. <laughs> yeah, that definitely set the tone. Um, so tight end was Marcus Pollard who was actually the second leading receiver on the team this season behind uh, Marvin Harrison. Um, And then the running backs, which I want to talk about, were uh, Dominic Rhodes, who was the leading rusher, apparently, on the team, even though I don't remember seeing him much in this game. Yeah, he was a rookie, too, I think. 
Yeah. And then uh, Edgar and James was here. And I, I feel like he was the leading rusher for the past few years before this. But I don't know if he had injuries or just a bad year or whatever, but he, he finished a uh, distant second in rushing this year. And I kind of wanted to use that as a segue to talk about this Patriots defense because I thought, I don't know if they were in Edgar and James's head or if he's just soft. I don't remember. I, I, I remember kind of the, the general feeling of the Patriots being a harder team than the Colts. And the Colts were always like a bit more finesse and you could kind of beat them up. But Edgar and James was super soft in this game. Did anyone else see that or am I an idiot? Mm, that's the homerism we're looking for, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like he was always like that against the Patriots. And I don't know if it was the type of game that they got into. Um, I mean, obviously, in this one, it was a little bit lopsided towards the end. But I don't know. I, f- I feel like, didn't he have a rap for being kind of soft sometimes? I, that's that's what I'm, I'm thinking. I know the whole team, but Edgar and James, like, it, he never seemed to finish a run. Every time he got hit, he just kind of went down. I mean, he seemed to like fight for extra yards. But oh yeah, he's great in space. He can make people miss. Yeah. But he never seemed to like try to get that extra yard. Yeah, I don't think that was like, his style. A couple of like third and ones where they ran him up the middle. He just like hit somebody and fell over, and that was it. So I don't know if it was like if he was dealing injury or what. But I mean, he was kind of responsible for a lot of the mistakes on the Colts' offense in this game. Like he had a rough game. I don't know. Peyton Manning threw some brutal interceptions. He did. And I think, I mean, this is a Bill Belichick defense going against the young quarterback. Um, Cause let's see Peyton Manning. How many years had he been in the league at this point? Mm, Two or three. Yeah. He but I mean, 98 he was like, he was crushing it. You know, even in the year prior, I mean, his first year was a wash, but yeah. I mean, he was kind of evolving the offensive side of things um, football wise. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he was young, but I mean, we got to give Belichick credit for coming up with a game plan that he was sort of blowing up other teams with. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, sure. I mean, it, it as he got more seasoned, um, it was a little bit more of a chess match, but uh, he still was a pretty experienced guy at this point, I feel. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm looking at it now, he's, his rookie year was 98, so this is his fourth year in the league. Yeah. He had thrown for, his first year he threw for 3,700 yards, and everything after that was at least 4,000 yards. And in the two seasons prior to this, he had gone 13-3 and three and then 10-6. and six. So, I mean, they, they'd been putting up numbers, he'd been throwing touchdowns, and they were winning games, but still like he just looked lost in this game. I mean, there were some mistakes that weren't necessarily his. Like a couple of the interceptions were bounced off of receivers' hands and stuff like that. Like one of the ones, Edgren James had a, a pass out of the backfield that he bobbled straight up into with Roman Pfeiffer's hands. God, so soft, so soft. And then the one where uh, even Edgren James he um, he caught a screen pass and then tried to switch the ball from one hand to another and just straight up dropped it. Just that's just soft. Well, and also, I mean, as as we'll see as the season goes on, um, the way that they did play defense, like Steve was talking about, they're like mauling wide receivers and 
that, that was something that Peyton obviously couldn't adapt to and his receivers couldn't either. So it's sort of like, I think a perfect storm for every part of that offense to kind of be affected in one way or another. Yeah. I think the movies at that time matched up really well with their offenses to apply. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They were very kind of big physical corners. Um, even Ty law who we don't really think of as a physical corner. Um, because of the time he played in was, I mean, you look at him play now and he was all over people. I mean, to Bucky Jones clothesline a dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. I wanted to ask you about the, um, so Gus Johnson and Brent Jones were the commentators. Did yeah. you have any level of hatred towards uh, those fellows? Gus Johnson was, was pretty dumb, but I, I like, uh, not Gus, um, what's his name? Gus Brent, Johnson's Brent the best. Yeah, no, so yeah, Brent Jones was kind of like whatever. I, okay. I don't think he really knew what he was talking about. No, Gus Jones is great. He can make anything okay. sound exciting. Yeah, he's 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 one of my all time favorites. Yeah, no, Gus Johnson's great. Him doing that. the final four is is just music to my ears. <laughs> from the parking lot, Sorrentine <laughs> from the parking lot. <laughs> exactly. Batista uh, with the catch. <laughs> but even in this, yeah, what was the I wrote it down? Brady threw a frozen rope. That's yep. a good line. <laughs> it was like a 20-yard a, a in. It was great. I mean he hucked it, but you know, he just gets so excited. I also liked He's how they were man. he was. He was uh he he bet Brent Johnson. He's like, uh, I will carry your luggage for the rest of the year if the Colts get shut out. <laughs> like halfway through the third quarter. <laughs> and then I had to stop and look at the score and be like, did they? No, I don't think they got shut out. And then they showed um, the shot of the uh, the leader of the Boston Symphony. And Frank goes, hey, you like the symphony, Gus? And Gus is like, nah, that's not my thing. <laughs> and then they just kind of moved on. <laughs> Glad we brought that up, boys. Um, all right, yeah, before we get to the game, um, was there any other like uh, like non-football related stuff that you guys noticed? Because I had a couple things. I noticed that Brady looked goofy as hell. Oh, absolutely. And it's amazing how he could take a team and get everyone on board. And like, obviously, the way he is now, Mister Model, and you know, um, yeah, pristine everything. And I, I feel like that sort of alive. what was that? The most handsome man alive. Yeah, pretty much that. Yeah. And I feel like that turned around like maybe like 07. So before that, he was sort of like this regular guy. Um, but I thought that was just fun to kind of see this wide eyed kid who was a little dopey and like goofy. And uh, <laughs> he is. He's such a goober. It's a little bit. He's a, he's a, what is that like Andy Griffith uh, character or, uh, in Happy Days? Whatever like Ron Howard was. Um, uh-huh. He reminds me of that kid. <laughs> oh. Opie? I don't know. Uh, we didn't watch TV in the Brown House growing up. It was just football. That's right. It was PBS, right? Yeah. It was Mr. Rogers and football on Sundays. That was it. I don't think you needed anything else. We couldn't I even mean, call it TV. We had to call it You Know What. Oh, that's right. We weren't allowed to say the word TV. Because otherwise <laughs> we wouldn't be allowed to get to watch TV. <laughs> yeah, how, TV. I mean, how did, you, how did you guys deal with this uh, Mom, growing up? Watch you Know What. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, even that wouldn't work sometimes. Ed, jokes on you, mom. I'm addicted to Netflix. 
She did her best. <laughs> I'm watching TV as we're doing this podcast right now. Good. Yeah, I definitely went through a phase where if a TV was on, I couldn't not watch it. And that was a detriment. Oh, I can't fall asleep with a TV on. Oh, God, no. Um, did you guys notice the old school uh, touchdown song? That was one of the things I want to bring up. What was that? The, uh, hey. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I always like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, why'd they get rid of it? So I looked it up. Um, it was written by Gary Glitter, who um, turns out was convicted of downloading over 4,000 pornographic images of children and sent to jail for four months. Oh, man. He was also charged with having sex with an underage girl. Then in March 2006, Glitter was convicted of molesting two girls age 11 and 12 in Vietnam and jail for three years. Wow. Way to bring it down, so, Andy. I know. So, as much as I like the song, I, I kind of understand why uh, why they don't play that one anymore. Yeah. But, give me crazy training. I'm good. Yeah. But I will Although, say. Did you hear what happened to uh, Ozzy Osbourne recently? No. Child porn? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Headed. <laughs> <laughs> I have no Jesus idea what's going on with Ozzy. <laughs> There's like truth to that. Like if you look up all those like hair metal guys from the 80s, mm-hmm. almost all of them have like underage women rumors. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, they all dress like they underage Zeppelin. women. So. I hope they were, uh, <laughs> they were carting them. That's all I want. Oh, they definitely were. I'm sure they were checking IDs at the door. Uh, well, they were on track for a while there. Yeah, not really. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that I, I do wish they kept was um, every time the page was on defense and it was third down, they had that like bell tolling. Oh, yeah. I know they have the whatever horn it is now. But that bell tolling is ominous as hell. I you know why that. they stopped nah, that? Give me the fog. <laughs> why they stop it, Mike? Because the guy that would ring that foghorn <laughs> thing, he was caught doing things with the turtle, <laughs> and people were pretty upset about that. Um, I don't know if you remember this or not. Uh, was involved? Yes. And, uh, and like the, the writers of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No, you're. I'm being serious, guys. If you look it up, <laughs> Google it. Uh, just type in guy who uh, controlled the foghorn for Foxborough Turtle, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. All right. I'm, I'm going to let our listeners do that. In Google, it shows up. It does? What is it? <laughs> no, because you made it up, you dickhead. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's, I don't like that, Greg. <laughs> It does. <laughs> <laughs> you made the lie up, dude. Uh, <laughs> I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, with that out of the way, let's talk about the game itself. Um, it was felt like it was over from the first quarter to me, and I I kind of forgot get what this feels like to be an underdog and take the lead in a game. Cause I couldn't tell you the last time it happened like recently. Cause usually it's the other way around where the Patriots are the favorite and it's an underdog beating them. And I know what that feels like. Cause we had that. Was it last year against the Titans where you kind of feel it in the first quarter? You're like, this isn't going to go well. And if the Patriots win, it's going to be ugly and they don't deserve it. And the the Titans just outplayed him. Yeah, me and Greg were there for that. 
Yeah, that's right. I was actually supposed to go to that game, and I'm glad I didn't. Although at the very end... Yeah, I'm glad you didn't, too. <laughs> at the very end, I was like, in the fourth quarter, it's like five minutes left. I was like, Greg, let's leave. And he's like, nope. You gotta sit there and take your licks, bro. <laughs> that's right. True. Yeah. Yeah. And then, is that the same year we whooped them up in the playoffs? No, we didn't play in the playoffs that year, did we? Yeah, this was last year. Yeah, this was this past year. <laughs> But it was it was all part of the journey. Yes, but like yeah, I forgot what it feels like to be the underdog and take that lead, like into the into the first quarter. Because it was, how's that pumpkin going, Greg? It sucks, dude. Carbon pumpkin blows. <laughs> it sounds like you're slurping on something. <laughs> yeah, it's already coming out like shit. I just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, I'm not an artist. No, me neither. I'm an artiste. <laughs> no, you're not. But yeah, I mean, the, this game, like the pass just came out and controlled it from the beginning. They had was 103 rushing yards to the Colts 13 in the first quarter alone, um, which was basically all Antoine Smith. Like that dude is an absolute monster. He... Reminds me of like a skinnier Legarrette Blunt. Yes, like he—he's not the fastest guy. I mean, he—he he was quick, but he wasn't like he wasn't going to pull away from people like defensive backs if if he's if he breaks off a run, like they'll catch up to him. But he's gonna he's gonna make him earn that tackle. Well, he had a seventy-yard run. Not in this game. Pretty sure. Yeah, it was like thirty or forty yards. But yeah, like in the first quarter, that early one. I don't remember. This is that. Uh... Oh wait, yeah, it was a it was a thirty nine yarder in the first quarter with uh man, he stiff armed guys. He was tight yeah. on the sideline. Yeah, I remember that. That was awesome. Yeah, that stiff arm was dirty, and it, it was just very like blunt esque. He's <laughs> just he's like, well, I'm not gonna outrun you, but I mean, you're not gonna tackle me either, so I'm just gonna put my fist in your face, and we'll see what happens. And he had like what, like ninety plus yards and two touchdowns, I think. Yeah, I think he went over 100 yards, didn't he? Was he? I don't know. I mean, he had a great game, though. Oh, no, you're right. He had 94 yards. Wow, I'm surprised he didn't go over. It's called show prep, Andy. Yeah, well. <laughs> I feel like between the four of us, we'll, we'll all do like one. We'll eventually get show prep. in the right area. <laughs> <laughs> and we got there eventually, right? That's good teamwork. <laughs> Just like the Patriots offensive line. That's right. Oh, oh, and speaking of the offensive line, sorry. Um, that's a good point, though. I was like, um, just looking at it, like just watching the game. I'm like, it's amazing how many um, guys on the offensive line were mainstays for the team. Like, just mm-hmm. jotting down Matt Light, Damian Woody, Joe Andrewsy. So that was mm-hmm. a pretty solid foundation. Yeah, and even Mike Compton was there. I mean, oh, true. Yeah, he wasn't there for a long time, but he is he the only offensive lineman who wore a visor? That thing was sick. I remember yeah. thinking that was like the coolest thing back in yeah, the day. Why do not? Why do they not wear that? Because you probably get poked in the eye a little fair amount down there in the trenches. You would, yeah, you would oh, think some shit point, happens. Yeah. But uh, I also noticed that I don't know if he did it in this game as much because they didn't play the shotgun. But I think there was an issue with Damien Damien Woody's shotgun snap. So they were kind of switch positions if the quarterback was in the shotgun. And Compton would be the, the, the center. 
and would be snapping shotgun. Wow, that is detailed observation right there. I did not notice that. Yeah, so it, it didn't have so much that, Mike. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you say that, but uh, I actually noticed it in the Jets game, and I forgot to mention it. So, damn, <laughs> watching the all twenty twos, huh? Oh yeah, I don't think they had those back then, but yeah, damn right. And I think eventually they'll they'll talk about it because I feel like it comes up like in the playoffs. Well, speaking of equipment, um, Brian Cox's whatever that thing is on the back of his neck is still the best thing in the world. <laughs> I want to call it a neck roll, but it, it extends above his helmet. So at that point, I don't think it's a roll anymore. It's like a plank. Yeah, and I don't know why it looks so intimidating, but <laughs> I think it's the best thing in the world. It's great. It looks like he ripped out the, uh, the headrest of his car and just <laughs> stuck it down the back of his shirt. I don't see that very often nowadays. I mean, it probably like constricts you uh, pretty well, but and it's probably due to an injury or something. Come to think of it, but still look pretty badass. I mean, he wore it a lot because yeah, that's why uh, Leighton Vanderash wears it because he had a neck injury. I'm pretty sure. Uh, after the Cowboys. Well, I think yeah. the main piece of it is the intimidation factor. Definitely helps because a lot of yeah. the fullbacks wear them still, like um, James Devlin. Oh, he has that like big roll thing. Yeah, right? it's, it's it's not a it's not as pronounced, but he's definitely got that. Yeah, that roll. Yeah. So I think it, it basically, if you're leading with your head into people, which are basically fullbacks and run stuffing linebackers, it's usually what like, uh, that. What happened to those guys though? Like, remember like John Randall and the Vikings, where he'd like wear like war paint on his face. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that that's missing nowadays. Yeah, and that that's kind of that was one of my points I wrote down. Like, has there ever been a more psychotic linebacker core <laughs> than Brian Cox and Teddy Bruschi in the middle? Yeah, that's that's insane. Uh, those two, like, it just looks like they want to hit anything. Like, it doesn't even have to be a person. I feel like they just like come out at the beginning, like before the game, and just start like running into the goalposts to warm up. I don't know. Psychotic. You could just like Vontae's perfect than anybody else. <laughs> That's true. That's that not psychotic. That's just work. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that is psychotic. I don't know. I'm sure. I don't know. On that list. I feel like that guy pretty much created the present day Antonio Brown. Yeah, I suppose. Remember that game that he like laid him out and he was unconscious for like three weeks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In the, in the playoffs. Yeah. I feel like Antonio Brown is slightly different since that day. He's never recovered. I think you're right. Yeah. That was brutal. Remember when mom wrote that letter to the NFL? Did she? Yes. I don't remember that. Um, it what was, did it say? It was the Dolphins playoff game against the Steelers. Oh. And like the backup quarterback, I think it was. It wasn't Tannehill. It was like Matt Moore. Yeah. He was just like sliding and just got like blown up. Yeah, no, he was rolling out and he 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 threw the ball away. Yeah, and and took a Bud Dupree. Yeah, took a helmet right to the Steelers. Yeah, dude, mom, (laughs) I was watching that game with mom. She legitimately sent an email to the NFL (laughs) because I like I explained. Yeah, I explained the rule in college where you can review those things, and she's like, they need that in the fucking NFL. <laughs> she's like, I'm emailing them. <laughs> Your mom's awesome, though. Like, so I fun. remember like being at some game. I don't know if it was soccer game or whatever, but um, 
everyone was booing and she was disgusted and yelling at everybody for having like no class. And I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. That's, that's our mother. I feel like we, we should kind of touch on her because, um, I think she is the reason we're into football, which is unusual, especially since I don't think most listeners know that she, uh, her and dad were both born and raised in England and moved here when they were, what, like 30, late 20s, early 30s? Uh, no, it's earlier than that. It was like yeah. Mid- uh, yeah, it was probably yeah, mid to late 20s because I was born when they were 27. So Also, Andy, you said most listeners. We have no listeners. Well, most right. of it, actually, yeah, our listener is mom anyway, so we'll talk about her. <laughs> yeah, together. right? She no. knows all of this. This is her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but she, the story that I was told, and I think we'll probably have to have her on to explain this in more detail, but she, because dad came over for a job, so he had a green card to, to work and stuff, but she didn't. She just came over because she was married to him. Um, so she couldn't get a job over here. So she was kind of sitting around doing nothing. And so she decided to learn about football. So she was watching it. But obviously, if you've come from a country that doesn't have football, you try to just like cold get into it. You, you have no idea what's going on. So what she would do is she would write down questions she would have about the game. Like, you know, what's a first down or, you know, what is offsides? And she would send it to work with dad would then take this piece of paper that his wife had written football questions on and give them to coworkers, American coworkers, and they would write down the answers for him or explain them to him and he would come back and, and report, you know, what offsides was. Did did your mom kind of invent Google? <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. That's Google. That's yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's yeah. amazing. It's like it's ask like Jeeves. an ask Jeeves, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but well, it was ask, ask Mick, yeah. That's what it should have been. Which is, <laughs> think about it, when she was like watching all the sports, like all the other Boston teams are sick. Like the Bruins, yeah. badass. The Celtics are winning like championships every year. Red Sox are really good then too. And the Patriots, crash. Yeah, but that was always her thing. Is uh, Even in England, she would always pick the, the shittiest soccer team to root for because she just loved the underdogs. So coming here, like the Patriots fit perfectly because this was like, the Rod Rust era when they're going one in 15 and coaches were getting electrocuted at the podium sort of shit. Sounds like Greg moving to Raleigh and being an NC state fan. Mm. Yeah, same I do. Why she used to go to your soccer games in high school, Andy. That's true. Yeah. We don't have many of those either. <laughs> she never came hey, to last games. You didn't play. <laughs> oh. 14 in the country, baby undefeated. Right, what, my my soccer team. I don't think so. I was yeah, on a soccer, soccer team, but I don't think I played much either. Were you in no. high school? No, no, you you didn't last that long. <laughs> we did play one year of football, though. That didn't last long either. No, my uh, my parents uh, pulled me out for uh, poor grades. Oh, that's right. Yeah, for academic reasons. Yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> think of what you could have been, Mike. I know, man. I, I remember <laughs> some scrimmage. I almost got a sack, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing playing linebacker, but hey. <laughs> I remember being scout team wide receiver and getting lit the fuck up, Brian Cox style. That uh, Those guys, I, I mean, football is fun to play and all, but when you're like, I feel like we we're undersized, so I kind of empathize with like these David Pattons of the world, and <laughs> they really love to like light you up, I think. Oh, yeah. 
I remember I was, uh, I mean, my helmet was too tight. My, uh, my pants, uh, didn't quite fit right. <laughs> it was just, it was a disaster, but, uh, I think that was the most pain overall over the course of several months I've ever been in. So props to these guys. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know how they do it. Me neither. Yeah. Now I would dominate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, now I don't feel pain. Right. I, I'm dead inside. It's beautiful. I put on some weight, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this is true. I've also put on weight, but not in a good way. So speaking of football, <laughs> right? I like how we you're on track for like two minutes. There, it's good. Good work. Yeah, we're killing it. Um, let's see. So we're talking about Antoine Smith. Um, he was kind of the driver of the offense. And we talked about Brian Cox, who was the driver of the defense. Um, and he was actually, he was the lead blocker on the last Patriots rushing touchdown as well, which is pretty right. cool. So he was, I think he probably got uh, the Belichick game ball in this game. That was a physical win. Right. It was. A, it was. It, it was like one of those, like how you remember the Patriots beating the Colts. Yeah, I mean, you look at the score, and there was like a lot of points, but the that team, the offense and the defense were just knocking people around. Yeah, kind of miss it. Oh yeah, I mean, but obviously these guys. Anymore. Yeah, but they. Uh, I don't think they lasted as long either, or maybe they did, and now yeah. they're all just a little. Yeah, they lasted with- as long in the NFL, but meal brains. Um, not in life, yeah. Exactly, like yeah. Like you, Milo. <laughs> oh man, I I suffered a beating. I'm telling you, my helmet was two sizes too small. I had like black and blue ears just by putting the helmet on. Mine was too big. Okay, you, you sound like Trent Williams. Like Brown. Hey, Andy was there through it. Okay, they didn't have anything else. All right, oh, I was yeah. like, I was like third string, like fullback. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so me too. They, they didn't care about me. And I was I was six two, one hundred fifty pounds. They had me at, at running back. You can imagine they, with the helmet. They had me a full we, got, we got the dregs. We got the dregs of the uh, equipment. Yeah, man. I I, I just remember I might have not even been a hundred pounds, and I'm fullback. What kind of coach was running this thing? <laughs> coach. Oh, it was, dude. Well, he was varsity. We weren't on varsity. We weren't. All even right, yeah. He was this just was the, the freshman team. That's right. He was in the vicinity. <laughs> was that who it was? Oh, I know. I think. I it was and then there was uh, some uh, Marine guy that was there. Um, oh, yeah. Whatever. That guy. Uh, I forget the kid's name. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Wacky world. Um, we, I don't think we did because I made friends with all the seniors. So oh, we yeah. kind of Watch managed to bypass all that but we may have seen some hazing back in the day yeah yeah a lot of like dick. what a lot of a lot, lot of a <laughs> lot of pedos yes a lot of, yeah, lot of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everywhere yeah, too you go to the restroom you go to the restroom people are taking craps with like the stalls you know wide open um i think we were afraid to take showers i pretty much washed up in the lake nearby uh when we went to camp i mean yeah Oh, I didn't shower that whole that whole camp. I just fuck it. <laughs> did not shower. <laughs> you did shower after no, football practice. You did. I'm not sure I did either. Disgusting. <laughs> no, you, hey, you, you don't want to. You don't want to be. A, no, you don't want to be a freshman in those showers. 
Dude, I've been a freshman in showers. It's not that bro, bad. Bro, not these are bad. different. They're a different animal. I don't know if they They're exist not. nowadays. Dude, <laughs> you just strut in there, dick hanging, you'll be fine. My <laughs> dick was not hanging. It was tucked away. <laughs> I was <laughs> dick tucking. <laughs> like I said, inside. I had to hide my like I had to put makeup on my ears so they wouldn't laugh at like my bruised ears from <laughs> 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 it's a different time. <laughs> yeah, and seeing dick is one thing, but like having it touching you is, is something else. Whoa! Like was making what? himself look feminine, just just Wait. hanging on your shoulders. What what happened, Andy? Well, it wasn't us, but uh, didn't. Oh yeah, get, yeah, no, yeah. On the shoulder. I don't know if we should be talking about this, but maybe. Oh, no, this is this you know is what this cut. should come to light. No, it, you cannot cut this. This <laughs> needs right. to be stated that some crazy shit was going down, and we were we were silent. And we let it happen. Okay. So do you do you want to describe the helicopter or should I? You can go for it, but I can vouch oh, for it. You you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, I don't think it is. We won't say his name, but there's a gentleman blocked it. All right. Well, there you go. There's a gentleman who can do things with his balls that I've never seen uh, since his then ball. or heard of. Yeah. Yeah. He was able to twist them around the shaft multiple times. And make it spin like a helicopter. Yeah. And then he would release it, and it would kind of rotate as if it were trying to take off from his body. It was oddly hypnotic, I have to say. He, he, he would also sort of also place scarred. it. Well, yeah, that too, but you know, we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> you know, he would he would take out his member and gently place it in front of sleeping guys' fa- faces, and then yeah. gently wake them up. So they, they woke up with wiener in their face. I believe this is called sexual harassment, guys. I, I think yeah, so. That's just boys being boys. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow uh, Andy and I... I love, how, I love how on topic we've been this whole time. Oh, yeah. This is <laughs> well, still football. This is I football will say... Camp. Somehow football Andy walkers. and I uh, avoided, to, uh, avoided most of that. I don't know how, but... I don't either. Well, I avoided it because I was friends with you, and you somehow were like the I infiltrated, of the, right? You were the, the the pet of all the the senior offensive linemen. Yeah, that's right. They like they they protected me, and then they kind of let me. Uh, like I remember one time being woken up, and everybody was uh, wearing just underwear in their helmets, and they're like, <laughs> "Hey, Milo, let's uh, let's go bang on everybody's cabin door." And I thought this was insane, and I was sleeping. So most people were forced to do it, but I was like, nah, uh, you mind if I sit this one out? And they were cool with it. So I have no idea. I did not partake for the record. I was not part of the sexual harassment of Andy Brown or anybody else. Nope. This is true. I'll vouch for that. But this is where he got his nickname from. This is where Milo came from. That's true. Yep. So I could football camp. Uh, because I was selected. Uh, to do the Matthew Slater where I would have to do like the speech, you know, cause they thought it was funny. Like this 105 pound kid, Hey, let's have him like do the rah-rah thing. So as I was doing it, um, some guy, the team captain got my name wrong and he thought it was hilarious. So uh, nobody knew who I was before. And then I became known as uh, a guy for my uh, mispronounced name. Yeah. So it was fantastic. He was Milo from then on. They, they, you know, I was friends with those guys. They, yeah. they were great. I'll bet you were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, moving on. Speaking <laughs> speaking of dicks, how about uh, the Colts kicker Mike Vanderjerk? That guy's a dick. He was pretty good though. Um, he, when he was sober, yeah. 
Well, even when he wasn't, can you imagine kicking the field goal <laughs> like smashed? Uh, yeah, that would be tougher. It's not exactly performance enhancing, is it? Although it would probably calm the nerves, depending on how many you had. Oh, true, true. So, I mean, it's like golf, right? A little swing oil. Yeah, exactly. Just a little uh, liquid courage. Yeah. You don't want those nerves jangling. Uh, speaking of kickers, though, I don't know why, but again, third week in a row, I have Lee Johnson's name down with a big star next to it. So, <laughs> I thought the punting in this game wasn't that great. Uh, All right. Kicking Col- in the end zone by like 10 yards. Yeah, the, the Colts punters kicking it literally out of the back of the end zone on a punt. Like, I know it was windy, but, like, come on, dude. You, you, you play for the Colts. They, they don't punt from their own side of the field ever. Like, you should learn how to drop it inside the 20, I would think. I'm going to give – I don't want to spoil my best of the game, but I'm going to. All right. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Brable. First Mike Brable appearance. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was good. Some might say that's the first connection – of Brady and Vrabel, which the rumors have stated that if he leaves New England, he could join Vrabel in Tennessee. Well, all right. 20 years later, baby. I don't I, I heard don't he likes see. country music too. Fuck, Vrabel awesome. or Brady? Oh, no, Brady. What? He's yeah, so he likes, eclectic. He likes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tennessee, going to Nashville. I mean, it makes sense. I don't feel I don't feel Dude, you should you should write that up, Greg, and get that out there. Because if you, you don't, yeah. Schefter will. <laughs> I'll just email Felger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Felger's all the fuck over it already. I promise you that. So Greg, I, I'm a little disappointed in you that you haven't actually brought up Ty Law yet. Oh man, he's an absolute stud. <laughs> That's better. Marvin Harrison, they were like talk. They gave his numbers like all those times he played the Pats before, like six touchdowns in five games or something. Hmm. Ty Law steps in and just bully balls, him. you know, <laughs> yeah. just shoving around the field, doing whatever he wanted with him. He really was. He's the best athlete in the secondary the Pats have ever seen. You think so? Yeah, from like size, speed, ball skills. He was a surprisingly I mean, is good, but big guy. Yeah. Some might say he's in the Hall of Fame. That's true. Some could say that. Hall of Fame. Yeah. 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 Even Otis was pretty good. Yeah. OTIS, baby. Although, yeah. who, who on, yeah, because Otis, uh, was end of the, the second quarter, the Colts were driving for a score. And then uh, Peyton threw a pick to Otis Smith. What, like 78 yards. yards. Yeah. Oh, my God. That and could that be return. The best moments. But who threw the uh, the the block to get Otis Smith actually around the corner and into the end zone? Die Law. That's right. The lead blocker. That's right. And then uh, Peyton Manning getting thrown out of the club by you know, Anthony Pleasant or some defensive lineman <laughs> on the replay. They're trying oh, to like. Talk about the Manning face. The, oh, yeah, we haven't even talked about that the yet. Face, dude, it's so good to oh. see it again. Oh, man, oh, I wrote that, yeah. yeah. At least eight different times in that game. So many times, dude. <laughs> so many Where times. he'll, like, he'll he'll throw someone, like, a tough pass, and they won't yeah. catch it, and then he'll, he'll just look at him with this, like, mopey look on his, <laughs> oh, it's uh. so perfect. And just kind of throw his hands up. What are you yeah. doing? 
Yeah. It's like, dude, it is a bad throw. <laughs> it was beautiful. Although I have to say, I forgot how obnoxious Manning was pre-snap. And it, oh, it gave yeah. me flashbacks to playing Madden back in the day. Yeah. Where they had like programmed that in that he would just make audibles until the clock ran out and then he would hike the ball. I'm you're sitting there waiting like I just just hike the ball. We know what's happening here. I, I have this game on easy. I'm gonna sack <laughs> you on this play because that's why I have it on easy. So just fucking get over it and like call a play. Yeah, he was the worst. He uh he was fun to watch, but uh, it's hard to like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I started liking him as soon as he started making commercials. So he started chanting, yeah, I like him more more me. Yeah. He's got like a little YouTube series. Have any of you watched it? No. Oh, is I've that on? I've just seen the clips. Where he like breaks down stuff or something? Yeah, because he did one on uh, Brady's overtime drive against the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. And it was actually really good because obviously. Oh, you're talking about that talking thing. About. Yeah. Because he's got a show now too. Really? I thought yeah, it's that like was a pseudo show. comedy show thing. Oh, oh really? I know that. Yeah, where he goes around like interviewing like famous players like Franco Harris and shit. Are you sure that's not a State Farm commercial? <laughs> it's sponsored. It could be sponsored by State Farm. <laughs> I like the way he started doing commercials. So like what, his third year in the league? Right. Yeah, uh, whenever he did cut that meat. Oh, I know um I know one of the uh, guys in that commercial. He got to share some screen time with uh, Peyton Manning. I think he was the guy that was asking him wow. to sign the uh, loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> you get screen credit for that? I don't think so, but he probably got a good chunk of change. All right, all right. What's it, what's he doing now? He's all, that was obviously like a stepping stone to stardom, right? He is doing some funny. His name is Jesse Gavin. Um, oh, right. He's doing some great videos online. He's also a, a successful commercial actor. So shout out to Jesse Gavin. Oh yeah, I actually recognize that name probably from you. I would imagine. I Is don't this know. the guy that you banged, Mike? <laughs> yeah, would you bang him? That I what? <laughs> that I would you have sex with him, Mike? <laughs> would I? Or yes. this is not the same guy that like hooked what up did with you? the uh, hookup of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. These are yeah. two separate people, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Sure, there. Question yeah, still stands. Look, yep. I, don't, I, I still don't want to know if you'd bang the second guy. In this day and age, guys, I mean, come on. Really? <laughs> come on. You're better than that. <laughs> uh, no, we're not. No. Plus, not. I think my girlfriend just got home, so she's not going to like any of this. So hush, hush. <laughs> uh, Would you bang her? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't want to. Would you bang me, Mike? I don't want. I don't want to air dirty laundry, but uh, you, Greg, you kind of look like Tom Brady. I'm not gonna lie. So, Dude, my mom says that all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> she says that to all of us, Greg. No, she doesn't say it to me. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Um, last thing I'll say on Peyton Manning, though, is. Um, I, I did love how he sort of managed to bypass the whole HGH thing and we never hear about it again. So kudos to him for uh, shucking the system. Yeah. Why? You think he did Fight it? The man. Uh, his wife seems like she could be on HGH. I mean, I don't know. It seems like a plausible story to me, right? No, no. I have a strong opinion on this. Okay. We can't call witch hunt for Brady and Deflategate and then turn around and witch hunt Manning. Okay. okay. All it's right. Homerism at its finest. You've got to be consistent. Do you realize what podcast this is? Yeah. 
Yes, but I'm trying to add central. I mean, we'll, get, oh, we'll get to the deflate gate, man. I mean, Brady is guilty <laughs> oh, yeah. as hell. Don't get me started <laughs> on that shit. Oh, God. Uh, he destroyed his phone, Mike. <laughs> yeah. You don't do that? Evidence number one out of 352, <laughs> and we'll go over every one of them. We could do that. There's time. I'm pretty sure the people on this on this podcast could do that. I don't know. I... What, what, that, oh, whatever that report was, Specter, the Specter report. Specter, yes, yeah, like five hundred pages. You should get that gossip. guy in the pod, <laughs> Arlen Specter. Well, and who's the yeah. investigator? Nah, I don't know. I don't know. We 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 can we can get him. I'm sure he's we'll not find out. We'll, we'll make some phone calls. Look, we're gonna get to the bottom of this someday. Brady's right. gonna write his expose because his guilt is gonna haunt him. <laughs> he's a fucking cheater. He's. Uh, <laughs> 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 Even if we do get him on the podcast, we're gonna end up asking him if he can do like, the helicopter dick thing. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> asking if if he'd fuck Mike. Everybody. <laughs> Look, guys, we're here to talk uh, football, and we haven't even got to the second half. Okay. <laughs> All right. We, we, well, the third quarter didn't have much in, it, so let's just jump to the fourth quarter. I actually didn't watch the third quarter. All right, good. <laughs> Wait, you know what, don't worry about. It. You missed a couple turnovers, and that was it. Fourth quarter was where all the action happened. Four touchdowns scored in the fourth quarter. Three of them by three of them by the Patriots. Did uh, I mean? Well, one of them Peyton Manning had a hand in because the uh, the Colts scored at the uh, touchdown right at the end of the third quarter. Um, to pull it a little bit closer, it was what twenty three seven at the end of the third quarter, and the Patriots immediately went down and scored a touchdown. Which is very patriot esque. Um, that was the screen pass to uh, Antoine Smith, where he rumbled for like 40, 50 yards. And then uh, two plays later, Kevin Falk ran in for a touchdown, which you don't see very often. Um, and then, like two plays later, Colts have the ball, and that was the tie pick six. And that was the game, even though Peyton would uh, follow that up with a, a touchdown drive of his own eventually through a Touchdown on fourth down. It went for two, missed it. It's now, what, 44 to 13, and the game was over. And I don't think Peyton Manning actually saw the field after that. They brought in, um, how the hell is his name? Mark Rippin. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Rippin. Redskins fame. Yes, exactly. believe that when they said that. Yeah. Probably start on that team right now. Definitely could. I'll <laughs> hide him. He can be the next coach. I may as well, right? The London Redskins. Ooh, feels nice. I feel like they probably changed the Redskins part. Maybe Snyder's the London Redcoats. Ooh, ooh, Redcoats. Not bad. Not I bad. Like that. Not bad. Yeah. Um, I did find it interesting that uh, there is video evidence out there of Bill Belichick celebrating touchdowns. I mean, he's fist pumping. He's clapping. I don't know what year that stopped. I mean, there's rumors that he sold his soul, which uh, I think we can all agree on. But yeah, yeah. it happened then. But uh, there is evidence of him celebrating and smiling. Yeah, because I mean, he I remember he this year. What was that this year? He sold his soul is 2001. I don't know because he was still celebrating and. Right, I think like I mean, if we really want to like discuss when he sold his soul, I feel like it was after 2002. I was gonna say after 2004. Because that you was so? when he was he was still celebrating. Because remember that was the end of the uh, 
Charlie Weiss um, and Romeo Cornell, like the three of them, and they were all like hugging at the end, and like he was hugging oh, his dad, right, right. Yep. and everybody's getting pissed because yep. they poured the uh, the Kool Aid on him and his dad, and they're like, well, his dad's super old, that could have killed yep, him. Yep, yep, I remember that. Awesome. Oh, that's a good point, game. actually. So I think it was after that he didn't win for a couple of years. And then yep. he sold his soul, and that was 2007. You're right, because the, then the culmination of that was probably 07. We saw little little signs of that, yeah. and then here we Some are now. Spygate, yeah, yep. you know, and then yeah, it makes sense. Roger Goodell. I never thought game. of it that way, but yeah, you're you're right. That was probably the last intimate moment he ever had. That's mm-hmm. the devil trying to collect is Spygate. Yeah. Now, if you were him, <laughs> I mean, let's it. just say hypothetically, the devil approaches you, whatever, and mm. he's like you know, giving you this deal where you're going to get, let's say eight Super Bowls by the time you die, you coach until you're 85, right? That's yes. a pretty good run. I'm in. Um, you know, social media goes crazy. You're beloved. Then you burn eternally, but like, who cares? Cause like there's no social media in hell. Who gives a shit? So yeah. would you do that? Yes. You would 100%. It depends. What, what is hell? Well, is hell watching because if hell was watching somebody else break all your records, that would suck. Oh, fuck. I didn't even think about that. Right. And I would eat them alive for eternity. I mean. oh, yeah. Hell. Man, you're bringing up great <laughs> points today, Andy. I, I, oh, I, I know. <laughs> you only have to listen to hour two of the podcast until I start bringing, bringing up good points. Yeah, well, it's getting I mean, warmed up. You're, you're definitely bringing a different perspective <laughs> to the table. Absolutely. All right. I think that's. Uh, that covers most of the games. Let's let's do some best and worst. Anybody want to go first? I know Steve already gave his best. Steve, you got a worst? What was your best again? I've already forgotten. It was like an hour ago. Mike Brabel sighting. Oh, that's right. The yeah, the beginning of the Mike Brabel. First of my life at that point. I would think so. First of most people's lives. It's not like he played much on the Steelers. So I like that. Do you have a worst? Uh, I have another best. Does that count? Oh, fuck it. Yeah, let's go. We're a Patriots podcast. As many bests as you want. They cut to like John... Bon Jovi and Robert Kraft sitting together. Did they? Yeah. That's that part. They both looked super young. <laughs> I wrote down the note that Robert Kraft looked like a man who didn't need to pay for hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could say that because his wife was sitting next to him. Okay. Well, way to make it real. <laughs> on now. Hey, uh, Too soon. I hate when you do that. <laughs> Too soon. Rest in peace, Myra. All right. Uh, Greg, give me your best and worst. My best was Manning's favorite wide receiver, Ty Law. <laughs> and okay. my worst is uh, Jerome Payton's future um, oatmeal brain oh. and just general, like, you know, unsteadiness and mood swings. Oh, yeah, shit. He got lit up a bunch in this game. <laughs> like, from the first play. From the get-go. I think that's the darkest, worst moment we've had i don't think so last week we talked a lot about 9-11 so oh yeah <laughs> i forgot about that yeah there was a twin tower joke in there somewhere uh all right mike your best and worst um all right best i mean i have a few honorable mentions just uh quickly like the uh the uh fox 28 yard screen in the fourth um so brady got like yeah. hammered they kept his composure completed a pass and I was just picturing like Bledsoe, like running across the field, like <laughs> closing his eyes, like throwing like crossbody and like tucking and rolling. So six, but yeah, Brady didn't do that. Uh, so yeah. that was pretty great. And even just the fact that 
like they sent Brady out to to run a fourth and three like throwback screen pass late yeah. in the fourth quarter it was it was showing the trust that they had in him even at that point it was pretty cool yeah and then another um just quick aside i just they they threw up a graphic of like what foxborough stadium was versus like you know what ended <laughs> yeah. up being gillette stadium and i mean they're like it, it was a six million dollar stadium the new one's like 325 million <laughs> yeah. i mean it, there's like fifty three thousand bench seats in foxborough which were like cold and uncomfortable zero <laughs> in uh in gillette sixty eight thousand <laughs> chairbacks. apparently that was like oh, a hot yeah. spot like oh. actual chairs instead of benches. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, the last honorable mention would be uh, Brady just randomly talking on the sideline with like a line kid or whatever that was. Uh, um, <laughs> he was just talking to some random dude, not even on the, the Patriots team and just being a normal guy. <laughs> he is. He is a normal guy. Um, incredibly handsome. Right. Oh, yes. Well, after 2007, when he sold his soul, and we can talk about that next week. But oh, yeah, I think we'll have to save that. Um, and then, yeah, so my my best moment was actually when they had a. Uh, oh man, there's too many like commentator <laughs> things, but I mean, uh, the Give commentator. All right, there's two great ones. One is okay. the commentator debating through the commercial. Um, why didn't they go for two? Right. So they, they, the oh, Colts yeah. kick like, a, and they're like, why don't they go for two? And they're breaking down the math and they're going with three touchdowns and three two point conversions, they could take the lead. And they're legitimately talking about this. And I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, the Colts are down 24 points. Exactly. It was, it was <laughs> so funny. Um, another great moment that I liked was they, they had a poll which 0 and 2 team had the best chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. The it's weren't listed in their own game. <laughs> that was going to be my worst. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was the best for yeah. me. I thought it was. Hilarious. I have it. It was of the NFL team starting zero and two. Which has the best shot at making the playoffs? Buffalo, Detroit, Kansas City, Minnesota, Tennessee, or Washington? And then, like, eventually, they realize, wait, the, the, the Patriots aren't on this list. <laughs> yeah, and then the commentators like, maybe they could, uh, they could use it and have a chip yeah, on their shoulder. Exactly. And I could just picture like Belichick, like you know, after the Printing game going, out. yeah, yeah, like, did you guys <laughs> see that CBS like left us out of a poll? Like, oh, yeah. So that was pretty funny, and then the I worst moment that was up on the uh, on the bulletin board. Oh uh, hell yeah! Super Bowl week. Um, Lloyd Malloy would be ranting and raving. Um, oh god, yeah. And then uh, the worst moment for me was just seeing Peyton run up the middle for ten yards and a touchdown. Because how does that even happen? Yeah, that was tough. But it if Peyton pretty spry, he was quick. If Peyton's running for touchdowns, you know you're doing something right though, because <laughs> that ain't his thing. That's right. I like those. All right, my best. Um, following a failed third down conversion where Peyton Manning thought they got it, uh, Manning ran over to the referee and was like trying to convince him that the spot was wrong. And Brian Cox is standing on the sideline waving at him, waving goodbye. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, you yeah, catch that? Right. He <laughs> was so in Manning's head. Brian Cox had himself a fucking game. So that was definitely my best. Um, honorable mention would be the fact that you saw the Patriots run Troy Brown on the jet sweep that like mm. as he's coming in motion they just hike it real quick turn around and hand it to him and it wasn't as smooth as you see it nowadays but like you know you can bell check ahead of the game as always um, my worst was going to be the uh, the 0-2 graphic but instead I will say it's the uh, audio from this 
from the old Foxborough Stadium where it sounded like we were listening to a high school football game. Like you could hear the um, you could hear the the stadium announcer announcing the the result of the play. Like Antoine Smith up the middle for two yards. Like as as you hear the announcer saying the same thing, and then you could actually because I was listening to this on headphones and I could hear like a lot of fan chatter, and so I wrote down a few that I heard. Um, one of the cheers was "Way to go, O line! Looking good so far." This was I heard that one. Uh, it was probably like three plays into the first drive. Yeah, which was great. I heard that too. I was, <laughs> was like, like "Good for them! Super them O line yeah. to love." Yeah, and then another one was uh, "It's okay, Peyton," which uh, I don't know if it came from a Colts fan. Um, and then there was another one. Uh, don't walk away from me, you idiot. And then there was the guy repeating, I have it as, as repeating five times, get me more cheeseburgers. He just kept repeating that as <laughs> this like commentating right going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then like towards the end of the game, another guy, uh, he must have been talking shit to a Colts fan. He's like, are you guys going to lose in the first round again for the third year in a row? Like that's, that's the, uh, the taunting of a guy who's never been there before. Yeah. Who just a, hasn't a seen Yankee the playoffs suck, in a long buddy. fucking time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to a Colts fan. It's like, well, you're you, you going to get to the playoffs and lose again? How, that, that must suck, huh? Yeah. What do the playoffs feel like? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, uh, oh, it's the worst, but it was, uh, so I think my worst is probably the, uh, the Gary Glitter fact. The fact they stopped playing that song because he's a, a kitty diddler. I have a okay. worst. I just thought of it. Let's okay. hear it. I had always thought Brady's first start was that game in Indianapolis that we're going to watch later. Oh. Uh, I forget game. who it was, but he Patton throws runs. Oh, yeah. Down. Yeah. Yep. I was fully expecting to turn that game on, and I was like, wait, it's in Foxborough? <laughs> so your I worst mean, this is was yourself. still a good game to watch, though. It was. He was pretty steady. You know, uh, no mistakes, nothing flashy, just yep. solid Brady. I did. I, I was a little disappointed that his first touchdown didn't go to Kevin Falk on that screen pass, though, because mm. he, he it was a shoestring tackle at like the three yard line, and that should uh, that was the that was the fourth and three uh, screenplay too. Right. So that would have been a hell of a first touchdown to throw, but we're gonna have to wait for that for next week. So that's the, that's what in the game. That's what we call a teaser. We we're going to tease that. We're actually, and what are we teasing next, exactly? We're teasing Tom Brady's first touchdown pass. Oh, and who are we teasing uh, with that tidbit? Of- oh, yeah, we're teasing my, our mom. Oh, hi, Mrs. Brown. So she'll tune in next week and listen to uh, us talk about the Patriots at the Chargers. At the Chargers? Home versus the Chargers? Find out next week. Out. Yeah, it's called a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> We're real good at teasing. Uh, and the best part is, uh, that's not next week. Next week is at the Dolphins. Uh, well, this is just... All right. I'm done. <laughs> all right. On that note, we will see everybody next time on the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. <laughs>